Yo, it's your boy Buddy Hewitt. I'm Draymond Green. Hey, y'all, this is John Clell Jones. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. And you are logged in. Logged on. You're logged on to the 10th Year Seniors. Welcome to the Road Games Podcast, part of the 10th Year Seniors Network. This is our new and official basketball podcast. Hopefully, we'll be doing this week to week. We will stick to our schedule. We will go through the NBA season the way um, I think no one else does it in podcast form. Um, you could get NBA information everywhere. It's the most popular, probably the most um, social media savvy league. The players and the athletes are online all of the time, so the NBA never sleeps. There will always be topics for us to discuss. And with me is John, of course. John, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? Well, that, that was the intro. And now on the podcast... I mean, I feel like these people know our voices very well right now. We're the voices on every single thing. Okay, that. one of the things that we wanted to talk about right off the bat was Twitter is a big force in the NBA. NBA Twitter, it is a thing. It is common. It is popular. And one of the tweets that got our attention this week was a tweet from, I believe it was Sean Cunningham and, and Nal retweeted this. And he tweeted just a small gif, gif or jif, I don't know which one still, of Buddy and Vladi Divac where it looked like Buddy was just like, nah, he ain't whatever Vladdy Divac was about. I'm not with the program. I'm guys. not with the program. Now, nah, how did you interpret the tweet the first time you saw it? Well, I thought it was obviously the intended point for the tweet was for people to have a negative reaction towards the negotiations and what was going on. Everybody knows the tension that exists between Buddy and the King's front office. So when you put that tweet out there that makes it seem as if Buddy's completely disinterested in anything Vladi Divac has to say, you do that to get a visceral reaction, yeah. particularly given the fact that Buddy's quotes were, I think, taken out of context. And, wait, 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 and that kind of, yeah. Yeah, no, I, to, I think so as well. No, if you, listen, okay. if you listen to the entire interview and you put that into context, it was not as bad as the pull-out quotes made it seem. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, know. I don't even know things don't get done. If it don't get done, then after that... Me and my team gonna look somewhere else and uh, look for not, probably another home. But until then, we see if they really see us or have me here. That's that's the goal to be here. And I love Sacramento, but if they don't want me here, I don't feel that I'm the part of the core. You know, I like respect and loyalty, and uh, I feel like I'm part of the group that's been getting the team back where it needs to be. So, and uh, like I said, I want to be here, and uh, they don't want me here. Find somewhere to be else again. How discouraging would that be to carry that burden into the season? Me. I I just hoop, man. I, I love to hoop. That's not going to stop me. Uh, my job is to go damn ball each and every night. Whatever jersey I have on, I'm represented to the fullest. That's what I do. Came from nothing. You know, I know it's like, I know it's like not to have something. You know, I go by faith. And uh, my mom and my, my family always have my back with whatever decision I make. So, and I got my back for sure. So I'm happy with whatever decision I make. And uh, I just know when I go in the season, I'm going to ball and uh, shut my mouth and hoop. And for the max, I don't know why you're in the NBA, you know what I mean? Uh, and some people will get the max, some people won't get the max. That's how it works. But my job is to go there and, and kill every night to, so I can be that max player. So and I feel like, I've, especially like in a low market like this, Sacramento, like, I mean, you guys been covering basketball all your life, and you uh, need one big free agent that came to Sacramento. I mean, uh, and I've been here three years and trying to grow the program, grow this organization, and I feel like and I, I can be 
who are the close to that, but that's just me. That's off my gut feeling, but uh, I'm a confident guy. I love doing this, like I say, and I'm going to keep on competing. Thanks. Okay, so a whole lot was being made out of the fact that Buddy said Sacramento's a low market, right? For people that talk to Buddy a whole lot and understand that's the language talk. and understand basketball talk and understand the way he speaks. And I think John could attest to this. What he meant was this is a small market team. That's not a negative thing to say. Sacramento is a small market team. But yeah. people took low market and they blew that way out of proportion. But you got to look at it too. Buddy still talks like he's at a college program. Because he said this program instead of saying this franchise organization. So if you listen to what Buddy said before that, you know he literally seems like okay. he's talking about a college my, program. My read of the situation was low market was small market. And then I just thought Buddy was – is a, a common assessment. Is the assessment everyone makes. So that's – like when I heard that in my mind, I didn't think anything untowards or no, that he was of, being – None of us dis- did. Disparaging. I don't know that other people – that wasn't yeah, the thing that, was- that I think got the, the NBA Twittersphere going. What I saw that got it going was when Buddy commented and said that it was um, – that the offer was insulting. Because then I saw Kendrick Perkins tweet something about it, and then he then had to clarify what he took umbrage to when Buddy said the word that, that insulting, that the offer was an insult. Because Buddy was talking about, in context of the market, and I don't think people are doing that, that Buddy is talking about in context of what a shooter of his caliber should be paid. So for people in the Bahamas listening to that, or people in just their regular job, they, they see that number and think, how could that possibly be insulting? And Kendrick Perkins kind of likened that into that, that same um, thought process. And of course, everyone should be appreciative. It's a privilege to play in the NBA at all. But, but what Buddy was talking about was in market context, in relation to shooting guards who shoot that well from three-point range. But that's like if you get paid $75,000 a year and then they come to you and say, oh, you know, we want to renew your contract or whatever and yeah. we'll pay you fifty grand. Yeah. Like, but, it's the same thing. It's just a lot less zeros. But yeah. I, th- I think this was just another example of what, like you talked about NBA, Twitter. What what sports does better than anything else outside of maybe politics and religion is it gives you wedge issues for you to debate about. Yeah. Before we had social media where everyone could Google, the biggest thing was to have a sports argument over who's the best at this, who's the best at that, because it's all subjective, right? So for anything in sports, you can just put the wedge issue out there, and because of social media millions of people could just offer up their takes unsolicited so that's what you could do with this you could come down on either the side of buddy saying you think he thinks he deserves it or the other side with management saying no he doesn't and then everybody gets to put their arms up about it it goes back to knowing buddy himself buddy takes and he wears his heart in his sleeve like when he got traded from the pelicans he took that personal and that's what it took for him to realize that the nba is a business it isn't like college where they're going to be, oh, no, you came to Oklahoma. We're going to take care of you. Make sure you get your minutes. You know, if something happens. Oh, that's, that's a business, too. <laughs> it, it is a business, but you, you have more loyalty. Keep it, keep it 100. <laughs> you have more loyalty there with the program. I don't know. I know. At that. a Bluebird or at a Oklahoma where Buddy set all these records, Buddy could call Oklahoma anytime and say, hey, I'm coming to town. Take care yeah, of me. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So let's, let's I think, uh, just – talk about one of the things that I think Nal referenced was that people get to have takes. They get to have takes and they get to have their <laughs> subjective opinions on what they think the value of a shooting guard like this is worth. And for me, just going through this, 
just watching this the negotiation and the process because buddy's bahamian we obviously are viewing it in an entirely different way we're viewing it more so as yeah buddy get as much as you could buddy could get a max extension but buddy wasn't seeking the max extension and the way that the Sacramento, um, I think their management, the basketball management has done this process. They signed Harrison Barnes. They signed all these other players. They have De'Aaron Fox, who they're... Um, Bagley that they, they want. Bagley that they want, who they want to extension. Up. Bogdanovich, who got a max extension for what he could get. So Buddy is saying, I'm coming to you and I'm asking for this number. This number is not the max. You will still have some kind of flexibility um, because you did all of those other contracts that your overall cap number that's not up to me but this is the number that i think i deserve and that i think that i'm i'm owed and what i don't get is the um the idea that you could have this kind of negotiation right before the season and i'm talking from king's management standpoint and you don't think this is going to affect the season or the way that a player is going to go into the season yeah and and people saw this coming, right? One of my favorite NBA analysts or salary cap gurus to follow is is Bobby Marks. And he wrote extensively about this subject, about the Kings cap situation and the fact that they were going to have some tough decisions to make. He wrote about this back in March or April, I think it was. And it's funny for me to go back and revisit that column on ESPN and see that it's exactly right the way it played out. You overspend for Harrison Barnes. Boy, you overspend like for, for Corey Joseph and Dwayne Dedman, who Dwayne Dedman has become the analytics darling for some reason, even though he's not yeah. the traditional, like I say traditional, but the way the game is now, the stretch five a year? everybody wants, right? And so you, you saw the friction coming, and particularly I remember me and John talking about when Bogdanovich had a really good World Cup, and we thought they're going to offer him a lot of money and this is going to create problems for Buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw all of this coming, but even even with all of that being said, you still thought, this team is trending up. They're the fastest-paced team in the league. You have maybe the fastest person in the league with the ball in their hands and De'Aaron Fox. You have, you have somebody who is going to be the next level kind of big you expect. Yeah. Marvin Harry Giles. Who, Walton, who yeah. wants to shoot the three. With Harry Mar- Giles, Marvin, that's my guy. Marvin Bagley. Can't wait for Harry Giles yeah, you, t- yeah no, you you took God, the you, t- you took the flyer on Harry Giles <laughs> because it was a, it was a low risk, high reward kind of thing. Somebody who was supposed to be a top <laughs> five <laughs> pick, supposed to be a top five <laughs> pick, section ended up going in the second ruined. round. And but you need you need Buddy Heald for you need somebody like that to space the floor, and you need him not, to be the leader of that fast. I look at Buddy this way: not only is he a glue guy, but he's a really good player. And he has a particular particular skill. It's your team's leading scorer. That is the so. Se- that, this is necessity. And this is just to put a, a pin on this one. My last thing about this is that for Sacramento, this is a season that they're supposed to send. Darren Fox is getting a lot of you know projection talk, but we have seen young players sometimes. It's the season after people think that they're gonna um, blow up on the scene is when they actually do it. So they have all of those things. They in this team's in this organization's mind, the playoffs might be coming. But the West is very strong. So yeah. say you go through an entire season where Buddy does not have a new contract, and then it's time for a restricted free agency, and someone like the Mavs uh, offer him some kind of deal with a poison pill in it Max. Or, or something like that. They're going to lock him in the house, you know? So if you're Sacramento, then what do you do? If you've already gone through the season, and then this player tells you he is dissatisfied with the way you treated him all up until the point right now, and it took another team seeing value in him only for Sacramento to reach it. 
I think they're in an untenable situation if they don't get this deal done right away. And by the time this podcast comes out, they may this be. might all be a moot yeah. point and yeah. Buddy might have his deal. Yeah, so so it, it does – it's two things, I think, that will come about with the fallout of this, right? Buddy made the point that everyone took it and run with it. When was the last time you saw a big free agent come to Sacramento, right? If they see how this is played out with somebody who's quote-unquote – a core guy homegrown somebody who's a core guy remember this is the principle you got for demarcus cousins so this is basically somebody you already staked your future in with that this is not just i mean to me that's higher than a than a lottery pick this is somebody who you traded for someone who's a franchise player yeah so if they see how he's treated with that then how do you sell someone on this management because this is supposed to be new kings this is supposed to be different this is supposed to be vivek and vladdy running this and the the other thing is if it plays out that way, then you almost are in a position where you have to max out Bagdanovich. Yeah. So that's what you have to do. Because let's let's remember they offered him that extension, but he said, I'm not signing that right now. So mm-hmm. you don't even have him. But you got two players that are looking for contract extensions. Contract years for two players. Yeah. Road uh, hot. And another thing, like Dallas has been Dallas mm. has been talked about the Heat a too. Whole, a whole lot. The Heat have been talked about a whole lot, but Something that I, I heard um, on, on the no I, I no something that I heard on the Zach Lowe podcast and it was very intriguing to me the Nuggets being um, a trade partner in this like think for instance if the Nuggets shop Gary Harris and picks for Buddy Heald now imagine Buddy going to Denver a team that was number two in the West a team that has a young core and a team that already experienced a whole lot of success. That's a very intriguing thing to look at. So Playoffs. there are a whole lot of there's a whole lot of prospects that could come from this. Yeah, we're gonna see what Buddy gets into, what the Kings get into. But I think for the, for the NBA, this is just like a perfect example of you know this is about the salary cap and about um, where the money is and the difference between the p- people like the owners who control who is getting these hundred million dollar contracts and what they can do and and. You just, we saw Buddy in India as part of the NBA outreach. Uh, Vivek took the team over to India. Buddy dropped 34 for you. Pay him his money. I'm so, saying And that's, that's the kind of outreach that the NBA has. So that brings me to uh, the segue for our next um, segment of our podcast, what I like to call Shut Up and Dribble. Must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. So keep the political commentary to yourself. Or as someone once said... Shut up and dribble. We will definitely not uh, shut up and dribble. Um, I would definitely not do that. I get to sit up here and talk about social injustice, equality, and why a woman on a certain network decided to tell me to shut up and and dribble. Shut up and dribble part of the podcast. Um, We're going to talk about things kind of off the court where the NBA players are either active in their communities, stuff they've done, um, Outside of basketball, really outside of sports, that's taking hold. And Shut Up and Dribble is going to start with the one topic we have to talk about. Boy, I'll be back when you're done. And it's China. What? John, no, stop. John is not The afraid. world's greatest economy. John is not afraid of Do- China. Now might be afraid, but I know John is not afraid of China. I treat them like how I treat number 88 for and, the cults. You know, it and was... has a great shoe brand. It was the like for me to the put Jordan this either in the NBA Twitter um, segment of the podcast or the Shut Up and Dribble. I was like, this has to go in Shut Up and Dribble because it's about human rights. It's about politics. It's about everything that, quote unquote, the woke NBA kind of branded themselves 
as being able to speak out on. Who in their right minds would have thought that the NBA could spark a geopolitical controversy on Twitter? On Twitter. This One is, tweet. See, now, now Twitter series. once again is <laughs> talking the podcast. This isn't even a series. One tweet. And you, China, can only, you can only do what from Twitter? You can Harry? only get fired from you Twitter. You can't get a job from you can't, Twitter. You, you can, can only, get, you get, can fired. only get fired from Twitter. No matter, even if you get a job from Twitter, you know it will happen. You're going to get fired. You will eventually Twitter. get fired from you know some why? job because of Twitter. Because the reason you got that job on Twitter is going to force, continue to force you to push that envelope. And yeah. all that is going to cause is for you to get fired from Twitter. Daryl Morey sends one tweet. One. One. Sends the, wasn't a series. Wasn't a rant. Wasn't nothing. One tweet. An opinion. And the Chinese government just said, Nabi, you ain't allowed to do this. Not only are you not allowed to do this, we are going to make a stink. Because I really believe if the Chinese government had said nothing and Daryl Morey just said that tweet, it doesn't make the rounds in um, news Nobody stories. Cares, no? It's not leading the Today Show. It's not being talked about. ESPN is not sending memos to their staff to not talk about it. Nothing kind of happens. The story does not balloon up. Daryl Morey does this. China reacts. And then fast forward, we have the Lakers and LeBron James and the New Jersey Nets in China. And everyone's thinking... LeBron speaks out on, on issues all the time. He speaks out on race. He speaks out on gun control. He's a face of the NBA. He's he a face of the NBA. To. And he's allowed, I think, more of the NBA, more professional athletes to speak out on social issues. So LeBron's in this situation now, and this is what got me. LeBron had like a week before he needed to speak. He had a week before he needed to speak. Not a Conservatives were all over the place waiting, salivating. We gotta, we if you watch Fox racist. News, they we were let, ready. We they were let ready. Them be racist. They were like, well, if they don't say nothing about China, we get to be racist forever. That's it. <laughs> That's the if deal. they don't completely condemn China, we are allowed to be racist and no one can say anything to us. And you know what? We get to say the N-word. Yes, agreed, agreed. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what it is says. now. Uh, they complete, all conservatives, not saying that every conservative is a racist, but the ones that are, they get to be racist now because of LeBron's dumb non-answer on China. And this is what LeBron said. I felt like with this particular situation, it was something not only was a... Um, you know, not informed enough about. Um, I just felt like it was something that not only myself or my teammates or our organization um, had enough information to even talk about it at, at that point in time, and, and we still feel the same way. Today was that players in the meeting with Adam were wondering if Daryl would be reprimanded or punished because if a player had said something to cost the league money, you thought, not you personally maybe, but the players thought that, that they would be punished. Do you think that Daryl should have been reprimanded for that? Um, I think that's another um, situation that, that should stay behind closed doors. Um, we, we are to see what, what, what happens with um, any one of our players or, or with an owner or with a, a GM um, at a later date. Um, I think when we all um, sit back and learn from the situation that happened, uh, understand that what you could tweet or could say um, and we always talk. We, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others and only and you're only thinking about yourself. So um, I don't believe. Um, I don't want to get into a, a word, a, a word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl, um, with Daryl uh, Morey. But I believe he wasn't educated on on, on the situation at hand, and um, and he spoke. And uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be 
um, so a lot of negative that comes. LeBron James. Jesus Christ, he gets worse more and more. I hear. And it he was so bad. I love anything to on this opinion. And um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a different country. You got to be educated. It's like <laughs> this is my thing, bro. Like. Maybe, maybe if you were saying that about another player, may, there were a whole lot of words LeBron could use. Referencing Daryl Morey on this particular topic, I don't think uneducated was the route to go. Daryl yeah. Morey has the Sloan Conference at MIT, and his nickname is Dork Elvis. <laughs> he, is, he is pretty much the personification of this whole analytics era in wait, the NBA. Wait, wait, even more. He works for the NBA team with the closest ties to China. Incredible. LeBron LeBron played for Miami and Cleveland, and now LA. And I mean, he's just seen I Chinese don't, people in I mean, LA. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't want to disparage anybody's intelligence, right? And I am sure that in many areas of life, LeBron is a very intelligent individual. I don't know why he chose to go this route and attack that wrong, mass wrong thing to attack. That is the wrong, integrity. Exactly. Integrity would have been better you, to. You know what? He could have went that route, yeah. but to to. And I think Twitter that, figures he could have quoted Drake. That kind of spurned everybody off from the rest of what he was saying because you can just pick at that and say, "All right, you want to for this?" Yeah, now, this is this is my thing. Um, LeBron had, I think, a week to digest more than a week to digest his response to what he was going to say because he didn't speak in China. The Chinese government said, "NBA people, you're not allowed to talk to the media." I mean, Let's talk about that later. They, they beat. Uh, it was ridiculous. No, no games. What I mean was, they continue to be ridiculous. No games. So, if LeBron has a PR team in place, we've had so much made about uh, Maverick Carter and Rich Paul and how smart LeBron's camp is. He doesn't do much interviews. You've never heard LeBron James on a podcast. If you hear LeBron's voice. It's in barbershop. It's under everything that he controls. It's under their control. Yeah. How did they not have a canned answer? Because I was thinking, me, we have a, a shit podcast in the Bahamas. I'm like, how would I respond to this? I would say these things about human rights. I would say, as an American, this is why we do this. This is what... I would even like quote Nixon or Clinton talking about like global trade. Just if you want to have some bullshit answer where you're covered and where you don't upset the Chinese. Umbrella answers. It is oh, out there. there is nothing that was not going to upset There's, the Chinese. And, and then LeBron does the exact opposite where he gets just lambasted on social media where the liberals go after him. Elizabeth Warren and Beto O'Rourke and everybody, the, the he, Twitter mob went after him. And then the conservatives also went after him saying, oh, now you, now you want Daryl Morey to shut up and manage. But you don't want to shut it. You don't want to shut up and dribble. And well, where, I'm like LeBron. Where are how did made? you do this? <laughs> huh? Where are LeBron's made? You know. Where are them sh- you know. But okay, here's the thing about it, right? There's a billion people on a wedge issue. He didn't. He didn't take a side. Well, you know what? And this is something that Jason Fatlock and a lot of other people were talking about. They get though. to win on this one. This, here's the thing. He did take a side, and it's called money. He took the side of money. He took the side capitalism. of pure, unadulterated capitalism. Rem- he took the side of what was in the best interest of Nike. Remember, because Nike pays him more than the Lakers do. Remember when we would, in the LeBron and Jordan arguments, we could always point to Jordan yes. saying Republicans buy shoes. And Jordan apparently never even said that. So we could, have, <laughs> Wait, we, would, we could point to that one. Jordan never said that? didn't actually say it the way it is. The same way you said Buddy didn't say what he said in oh, phrasing. Okay. It was like that kind of thing. They just don't understand how Bahamians is talking. Uh, wow. Okay. So. Go so on, am I right? 
Yeah, we talk different. Okay, wow. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, LeBron James. LeBron James said, said what he said about China. And this is what Kyrie Irving said. And Kyrie Irving said it much better. Did he really, was this just a word salad? And did he not make a coherent political point? Maybe. But this sounds so much better than what LeBron said. Um, and the reality is that as individuals, it's our job to stand up for what we believe in. Now, I understand Hong Kong and China is dealing with their issues respectfully, uh, respectively. Um, but there's enough oppression and stuff going on in America for me not to be involved in the community issues here as well. And that's one of those four pillars that goes in terms of the black community, um, color people here still in America. Like, we're still fighting for everyday freedom. So... You know, when I think about Hong Kong and China, like the people are in an uproar. And, you know, for us as Americans to comment on it, or us as African Americans or American Indians to comment on that. Wow. I, you know what? I now believe the earth might be flat. There I'm sold is. on what Kyrie thinks now. There it is. There it is. How was how LeBron? That, that's what I don't get. How was LeBron so bad at it? And it made me think of all of those Taco Tuesday and all of those <laughs> posts about rapping. And it just made me upset because LeBron was the guy. LeBron was the guy we pointed to who we could say he's the one who cares and who kind of gets it a little bit. I wanted him to be good on this so bad. I he really called the president a bum. Be, I really wanted him to be good on this so bad, man. And it was just... I, I haven't felt this let down by an NBA off-the-court issue since the Clippers decided that they would stand up to Donald Sterling by Wait. by turning those shirts inside out or whatever. And putting the, fuck the jackets did. in yeah, the middle. Like that, that was their thing. Like I was, I remember being really disappointed on that night, and that's how I felt when I heard LeBron say. This. I just imagine Laura Ingram in her lair. Cackling Remember and rolling when I posted in the line. group? I put I put a different word on every line. LeBron said something about China, and then I listened, and I was like, Jesus Christ! I wish I could take it back. I felt like he scored eight in the finals all over again. Laura Ingram probably got so high that night. Hi, and just like sending voice notes to Ann Coulter. He's like, listen to it again. Listen to it again. That's that's what she was doing. I'll but, be real Before we uh, move on from this, though, what do you think about the fact that, like you mentioned, he has his team, right? And they're airtight about the way he presents his image, except for when he does his own thing on social media. But they're pretty much airtight in the quotes that he gives and his canned answers. What if this was the edict that came down from Nike? What if Nike said this is the message we need to have out there. Like, this is bigger than anything else that is going on. Like, we may not figure that out now. More and we an may, athlete. Yeah, we may not get um, that until we hear the 30 for 30 years I'm gonna from be, now. I'm going to be honest with you, Chief. Uh, nah, this is why I don't believe that, is because Nike, in Nike's best interest is for them, because remember, they signed Kaepernick, is for them to be the brand who gets to stand in the way of some of this stuff. Wait, let me let me finish. So, so Nike gets to stand in the way and stand up to this. And yeah, the shoes are made there. And they have all of these dealings with China, and they're they're probably even more closely connected to China than the NBA. But in in some kind of grand scheme, in some kind of I'm sorry, I was going to make a succession reference. But you you allow one person maybe to say anything. And what Kyrie said, Kyrie is also a Nike athlete. What Kyrie said is it really didn't hit the Chinese very hard. He was saying about freedom and people with that kind of access and the ability lebron could have just said that and it would have been fine i think and the same way that Kyrie is going like those comments are said and they don't have 
really a strong impact, but it's still the NBA standing on the side of um, social justice in a way. I think Nike would have been okay with LeBron saying that because that would not have completely torpedoed any relationship because he didn't come out strongly and say something like, F the Chinese pro Hong Kong. Like, he didn't say anything that, that strong to, about it. You're lucky that was an educated answer because I was going to say, if that was uneducated, you go to the next segment. <laughs> you know what? I had a point, but that was a perfect way to end it. Cause, okay, because I'm going to stick with LeBron because LeBron is up in the next segment. Because our next segment, of course, you know, um, we are fans of Top Boy. We have watched every episode. I watched three. And... Okay, John, has John and Al and I have watched, have every, watched episode. every episode. And we have a podcast about it that you can go ahead and, and check the link. 10YS feed and check the link out. So this is, this, we want to rename the MVP trophy Top Boy. But it should it be, should be I mean, called Top Boy. Like, listen, I, who was who it? No, Bill Russell is finals MVP. They're, yeah. I, and I also want it to be Top Boy just for people who don't get it to be, be so Be confused. really upset about it. L- listen, this is the hip-hop league. There's yeah. no running away from it. Yeah. All of basketball, when you talk about the basketball outreach to China and to India and making it a global game, what you are really talking about is hip-hop being the global culture. Yeah. That's what it is. Top Boy is a part all off trophy. Just the don't say what? Just don't say that. Yeah, word. Top Boy trophy sound better. Top Boy is just br- okay. Well, Top Boy just sounds better. And you know, there's a line in Top Boy season oh, that's three. Hockey. That's why it's so funny. Line in season three. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, John. you read the internet wrong. Okay, wow. <laughs> you really? He's really John. Do not read the internet right now. There's a line in Top Boy where they say, <laughs> oh, no, where they say, is. Top Boy should not be taking those kinds of risks. No. And LeBron, as top boy, took that kind of risk. Like, he might not be the actual MVP, but he took a risk a risk uh, socially in what he said, right? LeBron wants to reclaim it. It's all about this being his comeback season, looking for revenge, a comeback tour, not being ranked as the top player anymore. Giannis is by de, fac- de facto top boy by winning the MVP, but he lost in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, now does not believe this, but Robert De Niro, a little bit, he got sunned by Kawhi. I know, I know, I know. It's hard for you here. Yeah, Kawhi's so, top boy. In, in terms of... It. Right, so in terms of how people yeah. view it and the trophy. If you NBA From people would say Kawhi is top in, boy. Giannis got capped and Kawhi is now running the, the league. Right. Kawhi, Kawhi is running the road. Kawhi is running the ends right now. And he gets as far when he the Clippers. No, he isn't. So now, like, so this is a discussion leading up to the season, right? It's LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Buddy. and Steph, and James Harden probably. Those are the six people who could possibly win the MVP. From those six people, who just from, just from your understanding of the league right now, who do you think will be top boy by the end? James Harden. Right now, uh, I'll, I'll let John explain John go. That's it, James Harden. Okay, you're not going any deeper into that. John. Why John is on this podcast to say one word. Why so. James Harden, though? <laughs> you but, see his preseason? He's in midseason form already. Okay. I also think getting rid of Chris Paul is the best thing to happen to the Rockets. That I agree with. Yeah. You know, you know I, I was going to pick them to win the finals, except no, China. I don't, I don't think they're going to win yeah, the finals. Yeah, no, that China thing. That, they had a whole yeah. lot going on. Yeah. I don't think season. they win the finals, but I think Westbrook is going to go for like 20 assists a season type thing. You know what was funny to me, though, about the last Rockets game? 
Bleacher Report and every oh. aggregate site was sharing this one defensive clip with DeJounte Murray where James Harden missed Stop, the layup, right? And it was like, he showed everybody how to shut down James Harden. Harden 40 had points. 40 points, 10 rebounds, nah, and 7 okay, assists. That's like the LeBron James I saw championship. That, and I think, you know what? We might have to add a Bleacher Report or House of Highlights segment to this podcast. <laughs> I saw that, right? Call a social media segment. I, I saw that, and I said to myself, oh, shit, he really... Good defense, bro. And then two seconds later, I was about to share it in the group. And then I continued scrolling, and I saw James Harden 40 points. Like, this is the problem with House of Highlights and Bleach Report That's right the now. the problem with social media. Because how in the world did he get one defense? And he scored one. Everyone sir. looks good on a highlight tape. They Every- showed that one thing. James Harden could have very well made that layup, by the way. <laughs> he had 40 points, but um, and but that's like LeBron him. cooked the entire team extra well done. LeBron had a triple-double in the finals, and Andre Iguodala won MVP. Well, listen, you, you could, we could use LeBron with that a million times. The fact that everyone was talking about last year being his down year and the dude averaged 27-8-8, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But um, mm-hmm. my choice for top boy... Is, is Anthony Davis. Yeah, I didn't even have to guess. You know, Wildcat. No, here's the thing. Yeah. Thank you, John. Thank you. I'm so sick of him trying to talk like he having these, like, well-thought-out, completely, completely objective points about basketball and blah, blah, blah. And stuff. Shut up. Shut up. How, he makes how did I call like that he, before he even said yeah, it? Yeah, like, if you ask now, now which guard you think is the future of the Sacramento King. Buddy is really great, and I think Buddy's going to be an all-star. But De'Aaron Fox, that's whatever you say. Offer him the max now. Hey, but John, Booker is getting empty stats on a team that is not going to make the play. <laughs> well, someone has to get the points, and he's the number wait one until by take. <laughs> wait, wait until by Continue take. with Anthony Continue, Davis. Continue, Anthony Davis. Okay, Anthony so, Davis. so here's the thing, right? We mentioned that this is supposed to be LeBron's quote-unquote comeback season. LeBron, while he may not be a genius in terms of geopolitical (laughs) issues, while he may be fucking awful at that, LeBron is a genius in terms of basketball. He is very well aware of what his compatriots do in other sports, very aware of what has to be done for him to preserve his legacy and for longevity. I think at this point, LeBron understands that for the Lakers to be great, he does not have to be, and he probably should not be the best player on this team. Yeah. And I think he knows that getting Anthony Davis there, he was ready to acquiesce everything. He was ready to acquiesce the number. He's been through this before. $10 million. Yeah. He's been through this before with Dwayne Wade. AD has a role in Space Jam that I'm sure he, he's going to be fine on the back end, all right? He is going to do whatever it takes for AD to be happy and for AD to continue LeBron's career playing at a peak level. And I think for that to happen, that starts this year, and Anthony Davis will have monster numbers as long as he stays healthy because that's what LeBron wants to happen. Side note, now we really know why LeBron ain't saying anything bad about China. Space Jam. They got to do numbers. I mean, <laughs> Everyone in China got to watch. Also, also about China, you know that the, the daughter of Bruce Lee, um, off topic, the daughter Bruce Lee said that the scene that she has a problem with in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? So she complained about it. It was a social media story for a while. She went to the Chinese film board. Oh, Tarantino was like, CYC. Wait, but then she went to the Chinese film board and they the pulled the movie. They said, oh, no, then we will not show it. So now Tarantino, uh, now they have That's to cut a new scene, a new scene in order for it to be shown in China. So that Space Jam thing, like, it's, a real it's thing. not a joke. It's, no, real. it's real. The Chinese money and the number, the Why amount of people who are going to... Why none of these actors come out like, yet? No one from Marvel. 
No one from the MCU has spoken out about it. It does not happen. Only South Park. Wildcat Rick and Morty might not even like mention this. (laughs) They will not mention this. So, so I agree. I think uh, your points about LeBron, I think, are pretty great. I think LeBron's probably going to average like what twenty four, twenty three points, and then maybe have better assist numbers and maybe some lowered management because they have to get ready for the playoffs to try to dethrone the actual top boy, uh, Kawhi Leonard. But the guy who I think is going to win MVP and be top by You know what? I'm not even saying those three yeah, letters anymore. Yeah, let's not call it MVP anymore. The guy who I think is going to be top by at the end of the season is going to be Steph. And I know you mentioned that you listened to um, Zach's podcast. Because um, he put numbers up? And Zach said that the Golden State Warriors are going to miss the playoffs. I think Steph is going to win MVP because he's going to put up James Harden-like numbers from last Ooh. year mm-hmm. and get a four seed. For a the war, four? A, f- a four, a four or five seed, and I think that people kind of, I think the reason that Golden State was so great is because they had that core of Draymond, Clay, Steph, right? But then they also had wing, uh, excellent guys on they the wing. They always had good, like, and with that, they won seventy two games. So the wing has 73. been hurt seventy three. Sorry, yeah. the wing, the wing is the wing is hurt, right? So they they've lost talent there because I'm not even talking about the KD season. I'm talking about before the KD seasons. And maybe Clay comes back later than expected. You mean to tell me that Steph Curry, who we believe is one of the top five players in the league, one of the top point guards, is not going to make the playoffs as even an eight seed? I, to me, that's unreasonable. Like I think they win fifty games, and he is going to be the MVP because all of these duos around the league are going to cancel each other out. I agree with them making the They're playoffs. They're also going to stomp on them a lot. He, he's not Kevin Love. Kevin Love can't take oh, a team Jesus to the playoffs. Christ. No, I, I don't agree that they'll miss the playoffs. I think they get in the playoffs, but I think it'll be in the bottom four and not the top four. Um, so that's a part of the reason why I don't think he is going to be... What was the lowest the, team to have a top boy award winner? Um, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, but they didn't win 50 games, and I think the Warriors yeah. are going to win 50 games. So I think are, the, the Warriors over under is 48, and I would be say say that yeah. I would take the over. And a, the thing that people are forgetting when they talk about the Warriors, I think, is D'Angelo Russell. No, D'Angelo, nobody, nobody should forget that. I think the, he's underrated. Everyone is just saying Steph will have no help. What will the offense look like? Clay may never come back. This is Clay Thompson wanted to come back in the finals yeah. on one leg. Don't worry Clay about Clay will NBA. be watching. Clay will be watching his team lose those close games to these to the LA teams and watch people talk shit to Steph and say, you know what, I want to get this done. But I do think, given the whole thing that happened with Kevin Durant, if there's one medical staff in the NBA that is going to be overcautious. It's this Golden State Warriors stuff yeah. with Clay Thompson. I, I agree. Yeah, so, so I agree. I think, but then also, and he what, hurt himself. At and the also, very remember, end of the remember what, what Kevin Durant said. Kevin Durant said that was not the medical staff. Yeah, that we know. was me. Yeah. No, and I think I Clay Thompson will beginning. be the exact same way. With, that with him just getting this contract, he and because I oh Clay also has his dad who is very you know cognizant of what the NBA um, NBA business is like. Yeah. Who will be protecting him? That contract is signed. It's you know they are good to go. Clay will if Clay returns and yeah, I think that they okay. My take would be that they can make a run of Clay returns, but I think Clay in terms of Steph winning the MVP, I think Steph is going to win it regardless. I, Clay's return is going to depend on, like you say, how well the Warriors do. Because if the Warriors aren't making the playoffs, correct, we're not going to see Clay. Yeah. Oh, from from yes. from the understanding, yeah. from what I have with Clay is Clay already had a surgery. Mm-hmm. Clay already finished the rehab process. Now he's just doing strengthening of the, like everything's. Yeah. 100% pretty much. Yeah. He's just strength, strengthening the, the knee now. But 
that's this whole thing. If February comes and the Warriors are in the hunt, expect Clay to be coming back pretty soon. If they're not, they just let him sit the year and then come back for next year. One so more now, thing on the Steph thing, I think we do have to consider though the human element of this, and I do think voters may have Warriors and Steph Curry fatigue. We have to remember that he's a two-time MVP. What? That actually two-time counts. What? Sorry, he's a two-time top boy. That actually counts because there are t- there have been many times when somebody should have won that award and should have been in the runnings, but they have been someone that has been there before, and it does affect the way people vote. Yeah, that's but they true. like Steph. Yeah, they right? I think they, that's. I think the difference is that. Those people who are talking about. But he's not in L.A., about, though. This is season that, is all about L.A. It is all about L.A., but if Steph is putting up those James Harden-type numbers and those guys are winning, That's where... Like if Steph puts up James Harden's number, it shows that he has a different game no, if they're in the just t- shooting, which if, is then going to tell people, crap, no, he's the best player in the league. No, no, if they're in the there top There was an four, argument in 2015 that. about Steph Curry being better than LeBron James because of what he was doing then. So I'm, I'm just saying that remember Steph Curry. And Steph Curry is very motivated. And Steph Curry also gave a BS answer on China, but no one, no one took the bait on that one. I want to talk about the other people who are in this top boy conversations. Uh, Giannis, who said that he is 60% of himself. And when he reaches, I don't, 100%, I don't understand that at all. I didn't do you, understand do you see how meant. the language barrier can cause things to get lost? That's what Buddy was talking about. <laughs> 60% of... 60% so, so well, he's, not, Giannis. he's not close to 100%. Pre-season Giannis. He's 60% Or playoff Giannis. Or what is, what like does 40% it Greek. Oh, what, what does that mean? And you know, I think he's going to have an improved outside shot, an improved three-point shot. Well, he gets to beat thing. up on the teams in the Eastern Conference that are not uh, Philadelphia or Miami. Just wait for the take. And I think for him, he's going to put up great numbers. But will he be top boy back-to-back? Losing so. in the Eastern They're Conference not give Finals. A no market to back I think. To back top I boys. think if he had made the finals, then he would be in consideration of this. But nah. Well, I think we also have to remember that they do do this at the end of the season. They just take long as hell. Right. Yeah, to, yeah. to announce no, the but award. I think they have that award show. But I, I just yeah. mean that the voters will have in their head that oh, okay, well then he didn't do. This well, here's the thing. I think his numbers are actually going to improve uh, from last year because. I think he's going to have to do more this year because, to me, this Bucks team isn't as good when you lose Malcolm Brogdon and you replace him with Westing Matthews. I I don't think it's the same Bucks team. I think Eric Bledsoe, Kentucky alum, is dead. He's not living up to that contract extension. And <laughs> Look, really, got, got every, all of the him. role players surrounding Giannis, I know everybody, John, even paying attention, yeah. he's so locked in just he now. He scores 35 to 3. Anyway. Okay, all of the role players surrounding uh, Giannis in in the conference finals, they let him, I mean, sorry, in the playoffs, they let him down. And so I am not sold on their Chris supporting Wilson. cast, and I think it got worse. So I so, think Giannis is going to have to do even more. So the last one in consideration I have to say is Kawhi. And while Kawhi has top boy in terms of what the players think, and um, I guess just social media, just that aspect of him being the best player, he's not going to win the award based off of load management, even if the team is really, really great, and he puts up the best numbers Kawhi has. I don't see a path for him to win that, but I do think when the playoffs come, then Kawhi turns into a different kind of player. Yeah, you know, Kawhi is going to average this year, what, 60 games probably, like when it's all said and done. They know what the, he knows what he's doing. He's almost like that LeBron when he's just like, I don't care what seed I am. As long as I'm in the playoffs, I have a chance to win Well, I think people could be caring about them seeds this year. 
I think they're really about to care this year about the scene. I mean, if but the Clippers, I mean, and I think the Clippers are like, 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 so you, I, I sleep in my own bed the whole time, and I, like, yeah, I'm really real, traveling. Like, they could cut so much costs and make so much more money. And an- another thing, I think, <laughs> yo, for I, real, if they're the top two teams, I ain't playing no starters that last week of the season. Get out of here. I also think Paul George is going to be better at the counting stats that people care about when they talk about the M- MVP Effort? conversation. Yeah, but Paul George ain't coming back until late in the season. Though. Like, like I don't think maybe it's Christmas, be late in the season. Maybe though. January, they were saying. That he yeah. could possibly be coming back. Because My whole there thing hasn't is, been, if you like, say January, oh, well, they're not going more likely one is now. after All-Star. Yeah. Oh, well, they're definitely not getting getting number one. They may not get number two. Patrick Beverly, though. The Nuggets. Buddy's new team. <laughs> I mean, boy. I, I wouldn't mind. Okay, so now. It's easy to get there. Now, okay, now, mad. so before we go, John, you can sit this one out. <laughs> I don't know if you even care about this. But this is the morning stats segment episode of, um, segment of the podcast. Sorry, let me do that again. John, I don't know if you actually care about this, but this is the more than stats segment of the podcast where we talk about the drip. This is why I want to talk about this. These NBA players care about this drip so much. Yeah, all professional athletes, I think, care a lot. But more so the NBA than. But more so the NBA. Like I don't know when this started. I don't know if it was a team initiated effort or just NBA players just saying to the the camera guy, "Yo, get my outfit as I'm walking in while I'm doing the look away." But now it's become a thing that there are several social media pages about this. The drip zones at all the arenas. Drip zones in the arenas where and people have stylists. I remember, I think this was Kyle Kuzma's first year, and I saw something about him having a stylist because his page was just, you know, the outfits that he have, and it would be occasionally him doing his job, actually playing basketball. It's one of the biggest factors of my player mode in NBA 2K. Like, I was sitting down while Kaizen was playing it, right? And... He 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 bought the the VC when when you put the the money on for him to get the VC thing yeah. for his birthday, right? And I thought he was going to use it to improve his player. So I walk out Wait. and I see him playing, and I said, "You don't want to take your player's rating up he to, buy to fifteen? He buy clothes. And he was like, "No, Daddy, I gotta get I gotta get my drip right first. So I gotta get my pregame drip. I have to get my playground drip, and then I have to buy ten new pairs of sneakers." And I said, "But your player's a seventy. Yeah, but I could just do that later. They ain't, but they ain't got no sneaker sponsor. Wow. This, this is the way it this works. This is the way it works. And if world. you talk to any kid that plays 2K, I promise you, one of the most important factors of their game, more so than playing, is their their uh, pregame look. So I showed John the, this picture from More Than Stats, and it's a picture of James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and PJ Tucker. Um, James Harden has been just right there, just being bold. Just wearing whatever it is. Of course. That looks like Kanye West. Russell Westbrook comes, you know, comes with his own fashion background. He wants to go as close to the line. As close to the line as as possible. possible And then cross it. And PJ Tucker, the, you know, world-renowned sneakerhead. I don't think he gets paid enough to buy all them shoes. Yo, I mean. (laughs) I'm just saying. Solid take. Facts. That's a great take. But PJ Tucker has millions. I feel like he's okay. This is my thing, though. These players care about this a lot. The Rockets are going to be the number one team for this. Their outfits will be oh, just based about on their backcourt alone. How and much stuff I'm about this. from the Rockets? Is that going to like hurt their game this year? No, 
No, I don't think so. I think they're good. I, Harden just came out in some Balenciaga homeless. So uh, they're going to just go to Italy. They're going <laughs> full Italian, full European. chest out. And, based, and based clearly, on this it's, picture. It's, it's AirPods. AirPods is the move. AirPods yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone move. has the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. it was Beach by Dre, but now it was AirPods. Yeah. But um, this is their opportunity. Okay, say, so for players, right? You have to wear the uniform. And a lot of these players grew up in the era where. David Stern implemented the dress code. They grew yeah. up watching that. Like, Allen Iverson, maybe if he wasn't everyone's favorite on the court, we knew how much he changed the game just based on the culture. And so yeah. what you remember about Allen Iverson is the way he Baggy brought that everything. different kind of swag. He brought the, the street clothing, the hip-hop culture to the NBA. But other than him, a lot of other people were just basic wearing their suits, right? And so once that got relaxed, everybody got to make a statement. So you take that and you add social media to the mix. If you remember that whole article that came mm-hmm. out about players are going out even less because they have social media. Well, yeah. how do you market yourself to to women if to if, if, if you're not going out? To the gals, though. you do that on social media the same way gals Chest do. Chest out, drip out. So all of that, all of those factors come into play with why the pregame drip is so important of a statement for them to make. And but you now see it in this one picture right here, we have shorts above the knees, we have the long socks. Low sneakers. Have, you don't know what. It's have. always a different trend every so often, right? Like I remember, <laughs> and then of course the fanny packs. They will have to. Be oh yeah, everyone the has that yeah, fanny, fanny packs, pack. but yeah. not around the waist, across around, the chest. Yeah, across across the chest. Chest. Remember, we were at the draft, and all of the old people were so outraged of the suits with the shorts. But that's the thing that started the year before in the playoffs, where a lot of players saw LeBron and then they saw Draymond Green do it. And so these are just trends that continue to follow. Even though. all what's, the college kids have the the fanny packs. What's going to be the trend this year? Everybody wants to be the person that's responsible for that trend, and they want to push the envelope. You see, some of the, I think some of the most interesting outfits, other than the two we mentioned, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, dark horse candidate in this. Watch out for Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre and also his influence on I mean, Kelly Oubre will come up through the season. We will do many of these podcasts. But I just wanted to focus on the Rockets because I think they're the leader in the clubhouse right now. Because I think we we should do it by teams. Like, yeah, there's going to be one player. But I think let's do it by teams. Because the LA team we know is going to be led by LeBron and Kyle Kuzma. And I think that this Rockets team with Westbrook and Harden... I don't think you're going to get, for outfits that are going to be talked about, I have no idea what they're going to wear. Christmas Day is going to be amazing. And then, of course, this drip zone thing is also going to uh, filter into the um, to Halloween. Because remember the Damian Lillard Halloween costume, Steph Halloween costume from, um, what was it? What was the movie? Um, I don't know. Clay uh, was semi-pro. Clay was semi-pro, yeah. So I think that it, it's going to be a thing for NBA players. And I always think, I wonder how much brain capacity they think coming up with these outfits, how how far in advance they think about this kind of stuff. Because remember the Thomas Brown suits LeBron had, the suits with the shorts? Yeah. They had to think about that before the finals to get them for all the, all yeah. the players on the team. But so. then also you have to remember, too, like road games are different than home games because... Ha! Podcast name. Yeah. It, you know, it does depend on the city no, you're in. because... <laughs> the city matters. That's a very good but, point, but, John. but not only that, is that some of... Like, if you go to Buddy's place, he has like four suitcases packed. So it's like, what suitcases for what city? Like, because, like you say, the the suitcase for Utah is not the same as the suitcase for LA or Miami. Exactly, I'll put it that way. But they have it. It matters. They have a pre packed already of in there, of course, ready to of go. Of course, just picking it up. The city matters, bro. 
City matters. Okay. You go to Toronto, you wear something completely different than when you go to Milwaukee. So now let's talk about it. Here are the takes. It's not about whether or not I actually think that. That's what you all don't understand. It doesn't matter whether or not I think it's true. It matters whether or not you think I think it's true. And everyone on the internet is very, very stupid. They want to be upset. And I fulfill that for them. I make their dreams come true. They get to be mad at me. What a gift. But we know why. Random takes we will have, they will be... They'll be bad. Some of them will be good. We might Bill be right Sim- once in a while. Bill Simmons had a take last year that the Celtics were going to win 67 games, and he's never been able to live that down. You, you were, you were going to be right. You're going to be wrong sometimes in this. So, By the way, Kyrie's my dark horse candidate for MVP. What? Wow. Top boy award. Top boy. You're really sorry. failing Wow, this. you're really bad at this. Yeah, stuff. sorry. Okay. So here we, we are. We should have a top boy dunsat. So every time you say the word MVP, you wear a dunce hat throughout the entire podcast. I'll pay I fine. like that. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. We can, yeah, just we, pay we can do fines. Just don't cheat. Just in terms yeah. of the bidding process yeah. uh, for the fines. Be I mean, we're notorious for that. So yeah. I guarantee we're about to cheat with this. Okay. So there we are. So now, what is your take? Give, give me... Give me your take. Let me let me hear this dumb shit. I think the Phoenix Suns are a year away from being a year away. <laughs> so the Phoenix Suns are two years away. This is from, the, wait from doing what? From making the playoffs? This is the year before the no. So, so this is the year that the the Sacramento year. had last year. Yes, this is the year before they turn yeah. into that. So you're I tell the ninth seed. I tell you what team. This is the year before the I tell you what. Here's why. Tell me why. I have I have already stated that I think there will be a drum. Forget the natural progression that a player makes from year one to year two. You have a year of the NBA under your belt. So expect DeAndre Ayton to be better. Devin Booker is going to rely more heavily on De- on DeAndre Ayton. Kelly Oubre now has a full year in this system. He's saying he's a valley boy. That's what he's saying. Ricky Rubio. That, I'm going to get to that. Ricky Rubio being on this team is going to have a tremendous impact because now Ayton has somebody that can actually get him the ball. He averaged 16 and 10 off the strength yeah. of just offensive rebounds and having virtually no plays called for him. Now he has a legitimate point he guard. A legit point a, guard. A, a distributing point guard. And... You know, and the black hole at the number two position. If you mean one of the elite shooting guards in the NBA, then yes. Who they ran him to max. I mean, when Booker got his contract, he got to do the video with Drake saying they got to run me to max in the background. And they did. And they did. They ran him to max. And listen, I have Phoenix Suns gear. I hope that the team is good at some point. That's my team, bro. Uh, Phoenix being good on the West Coast, I think, is a good thing. Along with Sacramento being good, you know, two years away from two years away. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, let's be realistic. The, the, the West, oh, the West, one year away from being one. The year West away. is sorry, ridiculously sorry. tough. I would have like caught that job. <laughs> I would have <laughs> sped it up, but the fact that everybody decided to go to LA kind of pushed it. Kind of pushed it back a little bit. <laughs> like even least. even this whole Sacramento thing. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. no, no, no. I know. It's like, I understand Sacramento got pushed back. Sacramento was like seven, eight at the. Most. Bro, this is why Buddy really needs to get his money because everybody went to LA and Houston. So let's be. I real mean, with take that. your time. So okay, okay, good, good take. Yeah, um, so that's my. First I one. I do have to say I don't think your take was bold enough for our first road games podcast. Oh, I got more. This is this is this is my take. We're doing one. We're doing one. Oh, we doing yeah, one. We're, we're doing one. We don't oh. run out of time. We're gonna try to make this podcast like weekly. So let's let's do this. So this is my take, right for the for the first road games podcast. The Miami Heat. 
are going to win the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat are going to be the Eastern Conference champions. They will beat the Philadelphia 76ers in an upset. Former team, Jimmy Butler will take out his former team, the Philadelphia 76ers. Bam, Justice, Hero, you mean Jimmy the Butler from the Wildcats? Yeah, um, um, I am already in love with this team. I'm so excited for this Miami Heat season. So, I they're going to take it out. They're going to take them out. They will not be the number one seed. I'm thinking probably the third or the fourth seed. They will go on the road and win a game seven in someone's arena. So this means Tyler Let's Hero go is heat. probably your rookie of the year then. No, no, no. It's Zion Williams. Get out of here. He's already missing like two Yeah, yeah, No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, Hero could average 18 points and will not win Rookie of the Year. Oh, if he gets 18, he does. He gets that. And the Heat are that good? Yeah, he's going to get that. The Miami Heat are going to the NBA Finals. It's so great to be back. Like, oh, man. I feel like it's already happened. It's already here. So I got to say, when when Ben Simmons goes 0 for 7 in the three point range in game seven, and Philadelphia saying they thought he shot so much better, he shot 30% from three for the season. That's going to be great. I'll pat you on the head. The NBA Twitterverse is going to be upset because Philadelphia would have made it competitive in the finals, and the Heat are going to be in the NBA finals. It's going to be great for me and John, though. Yeah. Good times. Good times. What's your bad take, John? All right. I mean, that my take was a great take. I don't know what you're talking about. Taco Fall <laughs> will make the roster for the Celtics and help lead them to the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> okay, he's not going to help lead them to the playoffs. Lead them. Did you know any of my hot take? Okay, so he's got to like have significant minutes. Is he what got you're a saying. two-way contract. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's why it's oh, a hot man. take. That's funty. Okay. I was really hoping I was going to Google and they said that Taco Fall was cut, but it's not. <laughs> no, no, he got it too well. No, he, he's really immediate, darling. But, yeah. this, but this is the thing, though. Like, he goes to arenas, and if it's a blowout, people just want Taco in the game. Yeah. Carson gonna... Edwards is putting up 40 points. Carson Edwards hit eight threes no in a No one quarter. cares. No, put Taco in. Hey, yeah. the thing about Taco is he may be in the G League for, you know, a month or two before he, like, sticks in the NBA. But I guarantee he'll have like a top ten selling jersey this season. Yeah, he's he's already becoming a phenomenon, and it's preseason. Carson Edwards eight three pointers in one quarter. The entire Taco crowd Paul, one rebound. The entire crowd is just like, oh, another black guy getting basketball. Great, another short black guy. Here's a short guy. Taco Fall, look at him. Put him in the game. Just let him run around and do anything. I feel like we've seen this before. Keep shooting three pointers. Yeah. Okay. Great. 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 Can but we put the Taco? giant in now? Let's put the giant in. Like, I miss Game of Thrones. Where are the Giants? Put him in. African Giant. African Giant. Yeah. Taco Fall. The soon as he gets 10 points, Bleacher Report has an African Giant graphic ready to go. Wow. That has to be the intro for the podcast when Taco Fall goes off. Yeah. 10 Ta- points is yeah. him going off. Taco Fall yeah. going off. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, like six points eight and points, eight rebounds. We can, six that's, rebounds. That's it. And yeah. six blocks. Yeah. Like, that's it. Okay, so that's it. Those are our takes, and that ends our first Road Games podcast. Okay, I guess I'll save these for the rest. Yeah, you save your save your takes, but man. You know, save you, your takes. Save your change. your morning statue, your drip zone, um, your drip zone opinions. And listen, if you have if you listen to this podcast and you have um, things you want us to discuss, just let us know. Write in the comments. Hit us up on SoundCloud. Follow the Road Games podcast. It's a part of Tenth Year Seniors Network, as Watch I said the at the top. Watch the road. And I am so thankful that the NBA is back. 
It never left. There's only so much concussions I can watch. <laughs>